0: Good evening, everyone. I thought after you listened to my home, early, no one would come here. <laughs> well, I guess somebody's listening. People are listening, and people, I think, want to have their life restored and to have this transfigured life that the Lord is promising us, right? And uh, so, first of all, uh, yeah, as I... Uh, Theresa already introduced me. My name is Father Ken Lau and I'm the Associate Pastor at St. Mary's Parish. And I like to play around with my name. And uh, so, w- one name that uh, people will call me, uh, it has to do... Uh, it was a progression of that, you know, when I was a deacon because my name is Kenneth. And in the Philippines, if the name... It, it, they, they call seminarians Brother, okay? So they will call Brother Kenneth, but it's kind of too long. So, somebody shortened it. They started calling me Broken. <laughs> okay, that's, that's a nice name. Broken. I'm broken, okay. <laughs> and then when, when I got ordained as a deacon, they started calling me Deacon. So, somebody asked me, uh, When you get ordained, how do we call you? And I said, Maybe you just call me Free Ken. <laughs> <laughs> but I said, don't forget to attach awesome after that, okay? freaking awesome. <laughs> and, uh, and another name that uh, people will call me is because I would wear this uh, s- sweater, and they call me Super Ken. And if I'm not wearing this, I'm Clark Ken. <laughs> you see, I like playing with my names. <laughs> So uh, it was really good um, preaching at all the masses. I'm just not used to preaching at five masses. At St. Mary's, we only have like three masses. Here, five. (laughs) If I work here, I need a double pay for my salary. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm glad today was a good weather. I was able to go downhill skiing with Father Connor. Okay, we went to Mont-Saint-Marie in uh, Lac-Saint-Marie in Quebec. I was trying to convince Father Paul, but, you know, he's still very stubborn, doesn't want to go do any winter sports, so please pray for Father Paul. <laughs> okay, so, so it's good to be here, and uh, uh, as I've said, I was like preaching at the, the weekend masses about how uh, we could have this life transfigured, and I hope my goal Uh, I hope I will be able to do it, that after this talk, uh, you will be able to really be convinced that a life transfigured is really possible, okay? And you will also be convinced that Jesus will help you, okay? So it's not on your own. It's Jesus who would help make your life transfigured okay so um first of all how many of you here have been lost raise your hands okay i'm glad i'm not alone <laughs> you know i easily get lost even with a gps i still get lost okay and uh oh, one time I, I had this bad experience i i went on a canoe camping trip on an island in quebec okay island Nobody's there, it's a crown land. So I went there, I camped, and, so, and then I, I was camping on the north side of that island and somebody told me that the southern part of that island is beautiful. So I went, I went to that uh, southern part of the island but the thing is, I got lost. I couldn't go back to the northern part of the island. I I was trying to go back, and then I was going around and around and around and around, like maybe five times, okay? And this was like kind of 4, 5 p.m. already, and it's starting to get dark. I don't have food with me, okay? I don't have a lighter to make fire, okay? I don't have the proper clothing for the cold weather in in the evening, I don't have my phone, even though there's phone signal there, <laughs> okay? And I was, like, saying, oh, my goodness. And it started kind of started to rain, and I really got scared. I really got scared because if it gets dark, then it's going to be impossible for me to go back to my campsite, okay? And it's bug season, <laughs> and especially if they like Chinese food, <laughs> I will be eaten alive. Oh my. <laughs> so I I really got scared. I really, I just really restarted praying, prayed to to Mary, to St. Joseph, to Jesus, lead me, lead me. And finally, you know, upon uh, uh I was able to find my campsite. And I was like, oh, "Thank God that I'm able to find my campsite." I thought I would really die. It's scary. You know, I uh, uh, I, I, I don't have my phone. I can't shout. Nobody could hear me there. Right? I could die. And I was just by myself. So, w- whenever we get lost, there's that fear. There's that anxiety. There's that anger. I was, like, upset with myself. Why didn't I bring this and that? You know, why didn't I pre- prepare myself? I was, like, experiencing shame. I'm stupid. Why am I so stupid? Right? I was experiencing all those shame. Now, for parents who are here, have you experienced like, your, your child getting lost? Okay? How many of you have experienced that? You experience also the same thing, right? Fear, anxiety, anger, upset. You know, why didn't I keep my child close to me all the time? Right? You, you, you blame yourself, and then you started to worry. Is my child abducted? Because, you know, in, in uh, child could be adopted, and it could be sold to another place, right? So, there's, there's a lot of things going on that, you know, we, we experience a lot of this fear and uh, anxiety. And that was also the experience of Joseph and Mary, right? As you know... They went to to the temple in Jerusalem uh, on a feast day, and uh, their 12-year-old boy, Jesus, was with them. But on the way back, the boy got lost. And could you just experience the fear, the anxiety, the the, the, the anger maybe towards themselves of, of, you know, losing sight of of, of Jesus? So they went looking for Jesus. Several days couldn't find him. Asked people around, "Where is my boy? Did you find this?" You know, and, and during that time, there's no fo- photograph, <laughs> there's no picture that they could show to, to people. Did you see this boy? No. All they could say is they could just describe him, this height maybe, uh, this appearance. That's it. And people people say no, no, until they found Jesus in the temple teaching. The scribes, the priests there. And they told Jesus, Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Okay? And this is the response of Jesus. Why were you searching for me? He asked. Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? And this, I would just add, my I think Mary and Joseph told Jesus, well, you just don't understand how we felt. If you become a parent one day, you would know. And as you know, Jesus did not get married, did not have children, but his disciples and the people were his children. In Matthew chapter 9, okay, 35 to 36, says Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he was moved with compassion for them. For they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. These people are lost. Okay? These children of his are lost. It says here, move with compassion. It's not just feeling sorry for them. Okay, Move with compassion. Compassion is from, the, the, there's a word there, cum, Latin word for sharing. Passion is sharing the feelings, sharing the suffering of the people. He could really feel it, of being lost, the fear, the anxiety, the anger, the shame, all those things. He was feeling it. And it says there, harass. You know what harass means? It's endlessly being bombarded with these negative feelings of shame, fear, anger, all those things. Okay? Of course, helpless, no one to help. Forever in danger. No direction. Helpless. Okay? And that's why all know this... uh, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And many times we think that the role of the shepherd is just to lead the sheep. But as we know, the role of a shepherd has many roles, has many responsibilities. One, of course, is to lead the sheep, but also to provide food. That's why he would lead the sheep to green pastures so that they would have food. So that they would have something to drink. Otherwise, the sheep will be very weak. Okay? Also, another role of a shepherd is to protect the sheep from wolves. Okay? Wolves are just waiting and waiting for an opportunity to, to kill the sheep and eat them. So the role of the shepherd is to protect. The sheep from wolves. The other thing that uh, the shepherd would do is that if the, if the sheep got injured, the shepherd is there to bind the wound, okay? Uh, another thing that the, 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 the shepherd would do is that when the sheep gets lost, he's there to search for the lost sheep, Okay? When a sheep gets trapped in a bush or whatever, okay, he's there to unloosen the sheep. Okay? Now, why is he doing all this? It's so that the sheep will be able to what? But to follow him. <laughs> right? <laughs> to follow him. Okay? He needs to feed them, protect them, bind their wounds, so that the sheep will be able to follow him and stay close to him. That's the role of the good uh, uh, shepherd, and uh, and in Psalm twenty three one to three it says, "The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures; he leads me beside still waters, and he restores my soul." That's the theme of our Lenten mission. In Jeremiah chapter thirty verse seventeen, it says there, "But I." will restore your health and heal your wounds. That's in Jeremiah, okay? In Psalm 147, verse 3, it says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. The good shepherd is doing that, okay? Now, what happened there is that when we sin, it makes our soul very sick. That's why when our soul is sick, we are weak, very, very weak. And because we're very weak, we couldn't follow the Good Shepherd well. I'd like to share with you uh, my, my, my testimony. Uh, I got ordained in 2015, and my first assignment was in Toronto. My second assignment uh, was a pastor in, in Halifax. Okay, And in my time there, uh, I suffered uh, clinical depression and severe anxiety. And I couldn't sleep at all. Maybe one hour a night, I wasn't sleeping. And because of that, I started to have suicidal thoughts. I almost took my life. I was thinking, why not just overdose myself? Okay, but by the grace of God, I, I didn't. I thought of the people that I love, how it will really affect them. And I realized later on that, you know, suicide is just a permanent solution to a temporary problem. By the grace of God, I didn't. But it really affected my work. It really, I couldn't preach well. Uh, there's no life in me. I was so sick, mentally sick. Emotionally sick, physically sick, all. I was like really sick. I couldn't do well my, 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 my responsibility as a pastor. That's why I had to go and leave December of 2018, December 20, five days before Christmas. And you know how painful it is to leave my parishioner five days before Christmas because they're my family. But I had to go. I had to leave. So, I left. I came to Ottawa. And so, I attended a, a, a Sunday Mass uh, in, in, at St. Mary's in Ottawa on January 6th, the Feast of the Epiphany. And when I went there, I saw my good friend, a parishioner of St. Mary's, and she has this gift of prophecy, okay? She would hear uh, prophetic words and and she would give it to people for people to discern. She's not sure if it's really coming from God. She said, mm, just giving." So a year ago, when, when I saw her, the Lord reminded her of the prophetic word that God gave me through her. A year ago, January of 2018. Okay, I was still okay then. And, uh, and the prophetic word was that because she was driving going to work, She's a schoolteacher. So she was driving. And then she just saw the road red and white. And then there's a flag red and white. And there's a boat red and white. And then there's a stop sign with the Ottawa Senator scarf wrapped around the stop sign. Okay? So he asked the Lord, Lord, what's the significance of this? He's, the Lord told her that I will stop working, okay? Because the stop sign, and he's, she's going to work, right? So I, I will be, I will stop working, and I will be coming to Ottawa during winter, because that's the Ottawa Senator's scarf means. It's winter, okay? The stop sign means I will stop. The red and white, what's the significance of red and white? Canada. <laughs> no. Anyone? Yes. Blood and water? Yes. Divine mercy? Right? So, the divine mercy. I will experience healing in Ottawa through the divine mercy of Jesus. The Lord reminded her that. That on January 2019, the prophetic word that was given a year ago. It's going to start to happen. Now, I was asked to go to a clergy treatment center north of Toronto, not Ottawa. I was there for four months. Okay? I was there for four months. It helped a little bit, (laughs) but I was still not well. When I was being discharged, my psychologist there, my spiritual director, they were all scared. They think that after a few weeks or months, I will be back in that clergy treatment center. And so I came back May of uh, 2019, okay? Still very sick. I started working, I started serving at uh, St. Mary's July. Still very sick, okay? You know, when I would prepare my homily, I had to type it out word by word and i had to read it word by word otherwise i would miss i was i was not sleeping well i was still having some depression anxiety so i had to you know so it's like me walking on uh, being on a wheelchair and then I, I i i would do recovery work i would go to my psychologist for counseling i would take my medication i would start exercising and uh and Somebody told me also, my my brother priest told me, just come before the Blessed Sacrament. Even though you don't feel it, just praise the Lord. So I just praised the Lord even though I was not feeling well. Okay? And I started slowly, gradually, started to recover. Okay? October of that 2019, the Lord told me, yes, you could type it out. your homily, but you don't need to read it word by word. I said, okay. So that's what I did. So it started to get better. January, the Lord told me, you don't even need to type it out. Just do an outline. Oh my, I haven't done that. (laughs) I'm used to typing it out and reading it. So I just did an outline. Come March of 2020, I sensed the Lord telling me you don't even need to do an outline. Just preach. And it was like a progression from being on a wheelchair to having crutches to walking to now the Lord is telling me, just run. Run. And I kept running. Okay? And I kept running. Right now, I, I, have, no, I have no depression. I have no anxiety. I'm sleeping like a baby. No medication. No suicidal thoughts. Okay? Okay? And I tell you, when I was, like, really sick, when I was, like, really sick, it was a big struggle for me to follow the Lord. In fact, like, I was, I was, like, resentful towards the Lord. Lord, I've come to serve you to a foreign country in Canada, to serve as a priest. Why are you allowing all this? I was getting resentful. So I was having a hard time to follow The good shepherd because i was so sick the lord has to restore my soul so that i could stay close to him and really be able uh, to follow him this is from hebrews chapter 13 verse 20 to 21 okay now i'm i'm reading a different translation of the scripture now may the god of peace who brought back From the dead, our Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, make you complete. Make you whole. Okay? Because that's what happened. When the Lord restores our soul, we become whole. Okay? Whole in everything good that you may do. will, And that's what, this is the good news that I want to share to you. Because just like me, I know many people struggle to do the will of God. Am I right? Many people. And it's like, they're helpless. They want to, they desire to, but they just couldn't obey the will of God. It's hard. That's why we need the help our Good Shepherd. He needs to restore our soul. That's why Jesus came. Jesus came to preach, to teach. He would do that, right? Like so that he would be able to give spiritual food to souls. He came to do healing, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual. He came to set free those who are in, you know, possessed by, by demons. When we're suffering from any form of addiction the lord wants to set us free from this addiction and that's the reason why the lord gave the gift of the 12-step program that's what the lord wants to do to each and every one of us in 1 peter uh, 2 verse 25 it says for you were like sheep going astray but now you have returned to the shepherd." an overseer of your soul that's why Jesus died on the cross for us in Isaiah chapter 53 verse 5 to 6 it's a prophetic word for what Jesus will do on the cross but he was pierced for our transgressions he was crushed for our iniquities the punishment that brought us peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed we all like sheep have gone astray each one has turned to his own way and the Lord has laid upon him the iniquity of us all. beautiful isn't it? okay now that's why healing he wants to experience he wants us to experience healing body, mind, soul and spirit because that's what he paid for on the cross. He paid for it. Healing is the price of what he came to do. Okay? Jesus now, Jesus now is getting part of the return of what he already paid for. And he will get the full return when we rise from the dead. When we, resurrect the, when we resurrect back to life. He will get the full return of what he paid for on the cross. In Exodus 15, verse 26, it says there, I am, I am, the great I am. I am the Lord, your healer. Jehovah Rapha. That's where Raphael gets the name got the name. Rapha is heal. Okay? Jehovah, God. I am the Lord your healer. Okay? Now, this is his personality. This is his character. You can't separate that from him. That's his identity. I am the healer. Okay? And As I've said, the Lord wants to heal our spirit, soul, and body. Okay? In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We know in Scripture, right? Jesus healed. Jesus healed everyone who came to him. He healed. And he continues to heal even now. Okay, I'll just like to share with you a a testimony. Last week, I went uh, winter camping uh, in Quebec. Okay, so I just um, did some winter camping at the backyard of uh, a parishioner of St. Mary's. The problem was that their septic tank had a problem. So they had to call somebody to repair the, the septic tank. So this person who came to repair the septic tank, his wife had a brain seizure. They have three children. So he had a brain seizure of five plus, which is severe. If you have a brain pressure of over 20, it causes damage on your brain. This lady has 54, 54, okay? And the doctor said, this was the worst, worst, worst case in 26 years. So, Tuesday, February 28th, they, uh, the, my, 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 my parishioner asked me if I could pray for, for, for this person in behalf of his wife. And this person said, yeah, you know, even though he's not a believer, <laughs> yeah, I will take anything. Because that Friday, last Friday, he was already planning to unplug. So he was, he was desperate. Unbeliever. He said, I'm going to take whatever. So I, I just prayed. Okay? And I, I remember saying this scripture passage, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I just released the presence the presence of Jesus. And I asked you, Jesus to be at the side of this woman who was in the ICU. And I told Jesus, you are moved with compassion. Heal her. I just said, in Jesus' name, heal her. After two hours, that was the, the woman started to have some sign of communicating. Yes or no. Through, through the finger. She started to talk. When her husband went to the hospital, she said, bonjour. Right now, the brain pressure is normal. It's between three to seven. Today, he, she's being moved from the ICU to a regular room. And, and I was like talking, I, I was telling this person, you see, God is real. God loves you God is pursuing you so what I plan is that if everything calms down you know I and some parishioners St. Mary's we will go and visit the family we will pray with them and we will lead them to a prayer we will lead them to give a response to what the Lord has done Okay, because it's just that, oh, thank you, and then go on. There must be a response. If God is real, if God loves you, if God is pursuing you, what is your response? Response is to repent, to believe. And that's what the Gospel of John is, right? If you, receive, if you read the Gospel of John, people, Jesus was performing miracles so that people will believe. That's why people need Not just to hear the good news. They need to see miracles. That's why I was so excited. Like, Lord, it's so timely that I'm giving this talk. Now I'm sharing this testimony to you all. Now, Jesus came not just to restore our soul. Jesus came to die on the cross. We know that. And we know that he was pierced on his side. And blood and water came out. The blood signifies the Eucharist. The water signifies baptism. In the sacrament, there's graces there. Graces means power. There's graces there that we could use so that we will be able to do the will of God. And yet, how many of us have received several sacraments and yet still struggling to do the will of God? I'm a priest. I still struggle. Okay? Because the sacrament alone is not enough. Sacrament is just one part. The second part is to have faith. It says in Scripture, right, we are saved by grace through faith. The grace that we receive from the sacrament must be activated by our faith. That's why Jesus died on the cross. He died to show us how much He loves us. That even if we are the only person in this world, He will still die on the cross for us. So that we would believe in His love. So that we will believe in His mercy. That's why the Lord wants us to be in a relationship with Him. How can you have faith with someone that you don't have a relationship with. The Lord is inviting us to be in this relationship with Him so that as we experience more and more of His love, we will be able to trust Him more. That's why encountering God in a very personal way is very important. And also experiencing His love. Otherwise, our faith is just head knowledge. And the longest journey is the 18 inches from head to the heart. So, sacraments, yes, avail the sacraments. Come to Mass on Sundays, and if possible, on weekdays too. Go to confession. Yeah, there's, there's graces there. But we must have that faith. Otherwise, that graces will just be there. Very passive. Okay? It needs to be activated by our faith. Also in Scripture, it says there, John Ten verse 11 I am the Good Shepherd the Good Shepherd lays down his life for the sheep that's him our Good Shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep he died so that we would have what life he took our place we're supposed to be there because of our sins And yet, he took our place. He died so that we might have life. Now, the best way also to really know if we are really growing in our faith is when we are being tempted by our favorite sin. I have my favorite sins. When I'm being tempted, I have a tendency to rely on my own strength. And when I do that, I fall all the time, okay? Because sin is more powerful than me. But God is more powerful than sin. He says, my grace is sufficient for my power is made perfect in our weakness. As long as we acknowledge our weakness and turn to him, Lord, help me. Whenever we're being tempted, invite him in. Lord, I'm powerless over this sin. Come, help me. And as you just rely on God's grace, you will not fall. Because he says, my grace is sufficient. The reason why we keep on falling is because we're not really relying on that grace. We are relying on our own strength. But we know we're very weak. I'm very weak. That's why we need the strength of God lies in his grace grace in the sacrament and also having faith in him i showed this uh slide last sunday right on how to have a life transfigured and i talk about uh how to be a saint what's the mathematical equation of becoming a saint capital w plus small w equals to s and i said it's easier said than done Right? It's easier said than done. Uniting our will to the will of God, day in and day out, until we die, it's easier said than done. I could say that. Easier said than done. On our own, we can't do it. We can't. That's why Jesus came, to restore our soul, to give us the graces that we need in the sacrament and encouraging us to enter into this personal relationship with him so that we might have faith in him and activate that grace that we've been receiving in the sacrament. And when that happens, capital W plus small w equals s is possible. Are you convinced of that? You don't sound convinced. (laughs) You want me to repeat the whole talk again? <laughs> we're going to be here until midnight. <laughs> so, As I've said, uh, when we're following the will of God, it means we're loving, right? That's the two greatest commandments: Love God and love others. I'll be giving you some scripture passages, okay? About love. John 15, verse 9 to 10. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in His love. That's what will happen. We're going to experience more and more of the love of the Father as we do His will. Okay? It's not that uh, when we sin, He loves us less. It's not that. Okay? But because we put a block whenever we sin, that's why we don't experience His love. When we're trying to live a repentant life, an obedient life, we are removing that block. And we are experiencing more and more of His love. As I've said, when you're experiencing love, the other things will follow joy, peace. Okay? Joy. John 15, verse 11. These things I've spoken to you. That my joy, my joy in you may be in you, and that your joy may be full. Who wants to have fullness of joy here? I want fullness of joy. I want more, even though I'm joyful now. Okay? In Psalm 16, verse 11, in your presence, there is fullness of joy. Being in the presence of God. Being in a relationship with Him will give you fullness of joy. Peace. John 14, verse 27. Peace I leave you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. The peace that does not come from the world, but comes from the Lord. That's why at Mass it says there, the peace of the Lord be with you all. When we're experiencing that peace, it's peace that is not based on circumstances, but but based on our relationship with Jesus, who is the Prince of Peace. When we're experiencing love, joy, and peace, what will happen is that we will have this fullness of life John chapter 10 verse 10 I've come so that you may have life and have it to the full who wants that I'll even raise my ha- my feet <laughs> I want fullness of life and it's really possible because the lord is so happy when we're experiencing this life like it's it's like parents You have kids. If the kids are sick or like that, you know, but if the kid is just full of life, full of joy, full of peace, it gives you so much joy too as well, right? It's the same. It's the same with our Heavenly Father. St. Irenaeus says this, the glory, the glory of God is man fully alive. Unfortunately, many people Many Christians are just willing to live half a life. The Lord wants us to have this fullness of life because that gives him the greatest glory. And what what happened there is that where we're experiencing this fullness of life, this is where our life is going to be transfigured. Our life is going to be transformed. Our life is going to be glorified. So right now, I'm just going to pray over you right now, okay? In the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Father in heaven, we come before you as your beloved sons and daughters. Lord, pour out your Spirit upon us that we may experience your personal, unconditional, and eternal love for each and every one of us that it may not be just head knowledge, that we may truly experience it so that we might have faith in you, that the graces that we receive in the sacrament may be activated and help us to do your holy will. Lord Jesus, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being our good shepherd, that you came to restore our soul, body, mind, soul, spirit. You want to restore us so that we will be able to follow you closely and be able to do your holy will. Thank you, O Lord, for the promise of this transfigured life. Thank you, O Lord, for this promise that we could experience fullness of joy, fullness of peace, fullness of life. We ask the intercession of Mary, who's the model who's the model of this transfigured life because she perfectly obeyed your holy will. We ask her intercession for all of us here that our life will be transfigured. And we ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much for your cooperation. Thank mm-hmm.